0: and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25 percent off outdoor. That's up to 25 percent off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. This is the Improv Chronicle podcast. I'm Lloydie
1: Francois, I have baked you a cherry pie.
0: Yes, you have. And it's the most beautiful jelly pie I've ever seen.
1: And it has a secret ingredient. Love.
0: It's Tuesday, 17th December, 2019. The concept we call Yes And has been at the heart of improv and at the heart of how improv's taught for decades. There are books about it and the phrase is synonymous with improv. The basic idea is that you say yes to what your scene partner is offering you and then you add to it. Yes. And. More recently, Yes And has been questioned. Some improv schools don't even teach it anymore. So has Yes And run its course, or is it still relevant to how we teach and perform improv? Sophie Pumphrey set up the Folly School of Improvised Comedy in Birmingham, UK, after years of teaching and performing in London. She performs a new show, The Folly, with Tom McCarthy, as well as The Folly Nights in Birmingham every second week of the month. Check out what she does at follyimprov.com. So does Sophie use yes and?
1: Yeah, I was actually when I started. I was doing the drop-ins for Fat Penguin uh, for a while, and I was using. Uh, I wasn't using it, and then it suddenly struck me. Oh, let's let's have a go uh, with using yes and, and it 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 just transformed that one class because everyone was really enthusiastic. A lot of beginners, everyone was really going for it, um, but there was a lot of talking over each other. And, and I did the the you know like a, a drill of people lined up and you know stepping forward and, and doing a few lines of yes and it just transformed the um, the way that people were working with each other on stage afterwards in the actual lineup it was it felt really weird because it means that you really kind of you have to ignore a lot of the information you're getting from someone's body the um Uh, you know, the way that people are communicating and and the kind of the meaning that's being formed in the moment. So it does feel really odd and a bit clunky when you're when you're doing it in a lineup. And I was thinking, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to do this again. And then when people got up on stage, it was it was fantastic. People, it was a really fantastic way to get people to listen to each other.
0: I'm not trying to make this sound like the Wild West of improv here, but across town in Birmingham from Sophie is Ben Hall, and he runs the Fat Penguin Training Centre. And he does not like yes and.
2: We don't teach it at all. We, we accept the world we're in, we exist in the world, and then we contribute something of value to it. And that's that, I would argue, is what everybody's doing when they're doing improv. I'd also say, you know, improv's a word and it means something. It means that the product is the process of creation. And we, in particular, we're doing improvised comedy. So we want to make sure that we're making an audience laugh and... That the process of creating it is the product we deliver to the audience, and yes, and has been largely unhelpful to try because we're doing two things at once.
0: So, Ben, do you use yes and at all?
2: I kind of do, but we don't call it yes and. So, I think the reason we stopped was that, um, as director of a training company, my job is to make sure that the people who are coming to us, the students, are learning and they're taking away. Um things they can use practically when they get up on stage. And what we were finding, as a lot of people I'm sure have experienced themselves, that there's a problem that people are gonna first of all get they're gonna interpret yes and as a literal. Do I have to say yes? Um and really what I teach is the same, but we don't use the phrase yes and so what we teach is we say we accept the reality that you're in, you exist within that reality and then you contribute something of value to the world that you're in the difference between the performer and the audience member is that the audience is also going to accept what they see in front of them but they're not going to choose to exist within that world and they're not going to contribute anything to it other than perhaps their laughter Um, but does the phrase yes and inhibit that well it simply slows down the learning process for the student I find and I really took a long time to understand what yes and meant at the start of my journey I think so that's Why?
0: I must stress, to the best of my knowledge, Ben and Sophie are not at war. There has been no object work blood spilt in the pursuit of different teaching styles. They just teach what sound like different classes. I mean, hey, it would be dull to have just one sort of improv class. Or for that matter, one sort of improv podcast. I'm sure there are others.
3: everybody and welcome to the backline with i'm rob Bob norman i am the host Adam. of the backline podcast as well as the author of improvising now a practical guide to modern improv
0: which is something that you say at the beginning of the backline podcast i'm uh this is really weird hearing it live in my ears <laughs> this feels like a privilege i'm obligated to say it <laughs> it's part it's in your contract yeah. um uh, Rob, we're talking yes and, uh, and so many people more recently, certainly in the last kind of 12 to 18 months, have been saying to me, "Ah, you know what, yes and, we kind of need to move on from that as an art form now. We We can express this differently, what we really mean. How do you feel about that?
3: Well... I would agree with them. You know, I think Yes And had a lot of value when we were starting. You know, when we talk about old school improv, classical improv, Johnstonian improv, it was always about moving the adventure forward, right? It was all that kind of narrative work. So we have a little boy, he's walking through the forest, he meets a dragon, he kills the dragon, he becomes the king. But modern improv doesn't do that. You know, when we're doing a Herald, we aren't telling a story in those kinds of um, Joseph Campbell-like plot points. Sometimes a scene is just an experience of being a human being. And so yes and takes on a different meaning.
0: Yeah. Um, it's interesting you say that because um, particularly that, uh, that applies to a lot of UK improv heritage as well. Um, uh-huh. However... You go. You go to Truth in Comedy um, or the UCB manual, for example. They uh, they start with yes and and UCB and and in Truth in Comedy it is all the way through. And that is that is not Johnstonian Improv.
3: Um. Yeah. Is it? Is it not Johnstonian Improv? Tricky. 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 UCB definitely not. Um, Dell. He's kind of in in between the, those worlds a little bit. But um. Yeah. We, we can we can talk about it a little bit further um, yeah the the yes and piece I think has to take on different meanings because it doesn't always apply and and the way we've solved these scenes that don't fit into these tight categories for us is saying oh well there's always exceptions or you're saying yes and to the improviser not the scene so it just gets more confusing you know I would offer another interpretation of of maybe what we're really talking about with Yes And. Because also, too, with Yes And, these rules were created by people who had less improv experience than someone who's in level two right now. I think about that all the time. All of our structure in improv was invented just by people who didn't know what they were doing. And that's awesome because they gave us Um, such great footholds to try and um, find our way through this very confusing art form. But I don't think there's, there's anything wrong with us kind of looking at the old techniques and the old vocabulary and being a bit critical with it. But I wonder if what yes and is trying to tap into is agency. And that's the part that I'm more interested in, not literally saying yes and to my partner. So, for example, if you say to me, let's go to the store. And I say, no, I don't want to. In Johnstonian improv, I've actually ruined our scene because you want to go to the store and I don't want to, so we just kind of sit around arguing forever. But let's say, for example, we're playing the scene in a different way. Let's say, for example, it is my choice to be terrified in this scene, and it is your choice to terrorize me in this scene. Well, when I say, no, please leave me alone, it allows me to be more terrified. And me saying no to you allows you to terrorize me better. So the choice off the top of the scene, by saying no in that instant, we are actually allowing each other to have the experience that we 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 chose from the top of the scene. And that's agency. So... We get to choose how we treat each other. And if we both agree to that on a sub subtextual level, it doesn't really matter what we say. Because for me,
0: the scene isn't about the story. It's about the dynamic. So it's not so much that yes and is outdated. It's just, I don't know, misunderstood. Sophie Pumphrey again.
1: Yeah, I suppose a lot of people hear about it in business books and things like that where, where people are espousing improv as something, uh, you know, which it is. It's, it's a great thing to be doing for your... Um, creativity and spontaneity in in all all aspects of your life but I think people can kind of pick it up without really examining it particularly deeply and then you might be getting into a lot of trouble there's that thing you hear in the in the improv world where people are saying kind of using it to say why don't you agree with me it's really annoying you know you're not really doing things in the spirit of improv and and I think it's that's a bit weird when people use it to say you know I'd like to um you know why why don't you come along and uh, and do this with me you know I, I want i want to play your night and 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 they say sorry we're booked and and then the, the you know so well why didn't you yes and me you know it's kind of a weird people can start to be a bit odd with it because it's a shorthand for you have to agree with me clearly that's not going to work in real life and real life is what i'd like to see on stage so i think the it, it's true lots of i think <sighs> there've been a few situations on stage where people have felt like they've been railroaded into agreeing with things that they 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 weren't comfortable with i've seen that happen a few uh, times over the years and people have mentioned it to me the other thing is i think there's a, there's a move away from rules like Mick Napier's sort of his books the uh, scene from the inside out i was so thrilled when i read that because he was talking about the rules are just what you do when um uh, when when things are going wrong, we're sort of pointing out the bad things that we can identify. When things are going right, we're just really joyful and we don't care about why. But I do care about why, and so I'm I'm quite interested in in looking at skills and how people, uh, you know, how we how we break down something that's working, and 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 are able to repeat it well. Uh, and sometimes that you know that can be quite subtle and strange.
0: Rob Norman breaks down yes and in an interesting way.
3: You know, I I can yes and you, Lloydie, and I can also say fuck you at the same time, which is like. You know, L- Lloyd, if you're going to give me a, a, an initiation, give me like a, a, a normal initiation. I've managed to buy a new car. Yes, and, and that car is actually um, from the CIA, and it has its own brain, and it's going to tell us where the next crime we have to solve is. <laughs> okay. I have literally said yes, and to you, but also what I've done to you is I haven't held any of your information. I haven't made you feel special. Mm-hmm. I haven't created a dynamic with you. Nobody, nobody in the audience actually heard what your first line of dialogue is. All they heard was my weird night Rider idea that I forced upon you. That's very different than you, know, you saying that line again and me sitting in it with you. And even if I were to sit in that moment with you and say, Oh no, Lloydie, No. That is more generous to you than saying yes and and bulldozing all over your idea.
0: What I'm hearing from every contributor is that accepting what a scene partner says is a nuanced business. It's not just about saying yes. It's about reading the dynamic that they bring to the scene and then building on that. So what's the future for Yes And? Ben Hall.
2: I believe it's already evolved. Nobody's literally doing Yes And. I believe everyone's doing what we're doing. I haven't, this isn't the thing that's kind of been created by me in spite of yes and this is yes and, it's just that the phrase yes and is so complicated to teach and is so often misinterpreted that we just take it away and replace it. I think, yeah, I I don't know. Does it have a future? Yeah, of course. It's uh, traditions going to ensure it has a future, but is that what people are doing on stage? i I'd, I'd argue it's not. I'd argue nobody's getting on stage and literally saying yes and
0: Sophie thinks it's sticking around too.
1: People will probably keep using it, I think because it is a very useful shorthand um and then I think one of the reasons why people are pushing against it is it is because I suspect there's a kind of as people move away, you know people start with um short form improv quite often. And then they find out about long form and then they start to look down on short form, which is foolish because the skills are are pretty much the same. You know, there's a few differences, but you're you're effectively replacing structures, um, you know, sort of shorter structures for longer structures. So, you know, you still need to be listening. You still need to be um, uh, working with what's there on the stage. You still need to be finding the fun for yourself in short form and in long form. There are so many ways in which they're the same um and I think sometimes people get into a kind of fug about oh well I just I just want to sort of leave the short form stuff alone and and focus on the real art of things and they they, you know a lot of things can go by the wayside which perhaps don't need to um so when yeah so people kind of get into the long form they're looking at things in a more complex way and they might start to well, I suppose that people, when they get good at something and they start to be doing it a lot, they forget what it was like to learn. They forget what they forget that they actually did need to sort of stop and focus like, to, to learn to focus on another person and really put their attention on somebody else or something else on the on the situation.
3: Rob Noman, what is the future for Yes and? Well, I think I think Yes and is here to stay. I I don't see it going anywhere. I mean, you know, we have a theater here in Canada called. The Loose Moose, which will probably always say literally yes and in offers. They have a very Johnstonian style of play because it's Keith Johnstone's theater. I think theater sports will always probably use yes and in a literal way. I think that's awesome. I think for those classical styles of improv, that's what they should be doing. Um, For modern improv, for stuff that's happening in Toronto, I mean, I I teach at a long-form company called The Assembly. And yes and is not a conversation. We're not having a conversation about not asking questions. M- maybe the first time a student comes from another school and asks a question and stops the scene because they feel so guilty because they did something wrong that went against the code of improv. Uh, but then after that, we don't worry about it because it's about pattern, right? It's a, it's about as long as you're doing what you want to be doing and I'm doing what we want to be doing, well, then that's a win. We We both get to experience the fantasy in the way that we want to and so we don't need to worry about anything else so i i do think probably in the future you will see these different variations of how people are kind of deconstructing what yes and means or what it's supposed to mean and you'll probably end up with a hundred
0: different definitions next time on the improv chronicle podcast This podcast began at the end of July 2019. The next episode's due to drop on December 31st, 2019. In nearly six months of producing this every two weeks, I've had to edit out so many pearls of wisdom and nuggets of improv gold. Next episode, you'll hear some of the material from our amazing guests that didn't quite make the final edit, but that are still really worth hearing. In the meantime, I hope you have a great Christmas. The Improv Chronicle podcast is produced and presented by me, Lloydie James Lloyd. Please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast app. And if you have an idea for a possible episode, get in touch via our website, improvchronicle.com.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.